0: On our details. I'm Nick. I'm James, and I'm Dave. And we are three industrial designers across the country, sweating the small stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am not saying it's making <laughs> any noises. Any catchphrases? <laughs> no <laughs> catchphrases.
1: It's so hard not to make a noise. It does <laughs> feel like
2: we
0: need a little bit extra something. Like a we
2: triangle. need like a <laughs> b- 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 an air
1: horn. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, know? We
2: just you need a triangle. So
1: <laughs> Ooh, a triangle. That'd yeah. be nice too. Oh, all right. Maybe one triangle, one air horn, you know. (laughs) We'll see which one works. juxtaposition.
0: (laughs) Um, This week we are super excited to have Dave Joseph on the podcast. Thanks for joining us, Dave.
2: Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, Huge fan. Um, Happy to be here, yeah.
0: Yeah, Dave Joseph has been listener day one. Uh, Yeah, probably. Probably, maybe. I don't know. know. (laughs) It sounds good. It sounds good. Um, But also, you are a a very accomplished industrial designer. You've worked for several companies, including Minimal... um, uh, worked for like a uh, water
1: bottle brand and Contigo, not just a water bottle brand. Well, I think The several. water <laughs> bottle <laughs> brand.
2: Yeah, well, there's so there's a couple brands underneath the one company that worked for. Uh, okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah, so there's Contigo, Avex, Bubba, and a brand called Bueno that kind of came and went pretty quick. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> but no, no bueno. <laughs> no, it no was bueno. no bueno. <laughs> well, we'll have to touch on that a little bit yeah. in yeah. a second.
0: Um, but uh, currently, you are working at a startup that you founded yeah so that's really exciting and we'll definitely want to talk about that but um yeah i th- we like to start off every podcast with just hearing a little bit about like your your upbringing yeah so where are you born and how'd you get into design
2: yeah no i'd happy to share that story um so i i was born and raised in the suburbs outside chicago um the uh, I, I was born into a family. Uh, my father's an architect, and my mother is a photographer, portrait artist, and uh, co-owner of a manufacturing company. Oh. Whoa. Wait, what kind of manufacturing? Uh, it's industrial packaging, actually. Okay. Cool. Um, w- yeah.
0: Wait, what is industrial packaging?
2: Cardboard? Uh, it's actually uh, injection molded. Uh, reusable packaging for Ooh. like industry. Oh, so like, like so think like pallets. Yes, that are custom formed for the things that they're holding, so they can wow. uh, they can take you know impact in a crash, right. and the product that's on them isn't damaged, and then they're reused so they can be shipped back, and then you know, it's like for inter inter country, or interstate factory. Right stuff basically okay
0: no that's cool that's cool
2: and that's a company that my great-grandfather started and my grandfather ran and then my mom now runs and i'm kind of like a co co co-runner of that company too (laughs) have you designed anything for this company i haven't yet okay but uh it reminds me of your your dad's yeah a little bit yeah Yeah. so we don't do so we no longer have like the presses and the 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 molding ourselves Mm -hmm. we're just on the engineering side of it right now engineering sales you know, marketing side. Um, But we use, you know, U S manufacturers for everything. Yeah. And and the companies that we sell to are U S companies, like I I can't really get into like the naming names of people. (laughs) We all have to sign NDAs? (laughs) Yeah. uh, So everyone get out your pen. (laughs) (laughs) We'll put a link in the description of the episode. (laughs) Uh, Um. But yeah, so that's, it's, it's kind of like this, this thing that I've, it's been in my blood. Yeah, like you've heard the expression, like born with a silver spoon in your mouth. Mm. We in my family, we like to say you're born with a plastic spoon in your mouth <laughs> because <laughs> plastics, plastic injection molding has been like you know in our family for. Well, you
0: were telling us when you were three years old, you were operating the injection molding. That's machine. right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs>
2: um. Yeah. So very. So that was like my upbringing, super artistic family. I went to Montessori school up, oh, in, nice. you know, up until I was uh, in grade school. So there was just like preschool, kindergarten. Yeah. But
1: for those for those people who might not know what Montessori school is, could you describe that?
2: <sighs> um, I'll do my best. Yeah, um, I'm not an expert on it, but it's basically uh, an educational. It's a method of education where the student, in this case, the toddler, gets to choose their activities mm. um, and sort of structure their own day. So you instead of being told like in a classroom of fifteen toddlers in kindergarten, like okay, everyone sit down, and take out the glue, we're gonna glue, it. and everyone does the same things. Right. Right. Um, there's activities. There's tons of activities. Activities in the room, and the and the kids get to uh, choose their activity, take it to an area, do it, clean up from it, put it back, and so it's like self-directed education. Kind Interesting. Of, yeah. And it actually, it's it's a it's a style of education that can go all the way through, uh, you know, high school, but it's very rare to find like a high school, a Montessori high school.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm so glad you defined that. Cause I was thinking monastery. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely not the same no, no, thing. No, no, no. You
2: take a vow of celibacy
0: at <laughs> six years old. Yeah. <laughs> it's I very. Appreciate, it was very I important. I appreciate to you, <laughs> you hanging in there for the, for the yeah. uh, listeners, James.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was yeah so that's kind of like just to give a little flavor on my family. Yeah. Um uh when I so I always liked the like the origin story of like the superhero origin story for industrial design. Were designers. you bitten
1: by a radioactive industrial designer? <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> so uh so I was my I just so happens that my the Montessori school that I went to um, there was a family there that my mom became good friends with the, you know, the kid's mom that was there. So it was like family friends and mm. <clears throat> we be- we stayed close all the way through, you know, through today and the f- it was like super close. So I considered the mom and dad, my aunt and uncle, um, we would go over there all the time for holidays and I was over there, we were all over there for Thanksgiving when I was like a sophomore in high school mm. and... My, uh, my 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 uncle—he wasn't actually my uncle, but my step uncle or whatever you call that kind of guy—at uh, the dinner table was like, "So, Dave, you're a sophomore. What are you thinking about doing for school?" And I was like, "Well, I like playing with Legos and I like drawing, and I don't—I yeah. don't want to be an architect because my dad was an architect. And yeah. no offense, you know, Dad, but uh, <laughs> does your dad listen to the pod? Uh, he probably will listen to this one because oh, I'll we'll tell speak, him about it." uh yeah so he anyway so i said i you know i want to do these things i basically said like that's that's the story i tell now i don't know what i actually said but it was just it was along the lines of like i want to do something creative uh i like building things i like art you know i was really into art at the time and he's like oh let me show you my studio so he brought me down to uh his studio in the basement and it just so turned it just so happens that my family friend was bill Lee, who's the vice president at uh h l b which hertha our bell is was a huge um design student in chicago like mm, okay. it's sort of like dwindled in the last decade but yeah. back at the time it was the you know it was a continuum in Boston or like uh, you know p d any other like the big studios yeah, in, right. in, in, yeah. the, in the country and he was like, this is industrial design. Wow. And he's showing me like prototypes and drawings. Wow. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is exactly <laughs> what I want to do. <laughs> this that's is awesome. Like, you get to play all the time. So, um, yeah. So I was like, that's what I want to do. So I kind of knew from like sophomore year in high school, that I want to be an industrial designer and that's awesome. Uh, set my sights on it. And I, I, my, my, I'm not a very good artist. My portfolio at the time was terrible. I didn't have a portfolio, But he's like, you got to have an art portfolio to get into an art school because that's where you study industrial design. Yeah. So I started taking um, art classes like outside of my high school, like at the community college that is by Mm. my house. So uh, that was there's some funny stories about like. Life drawing classes as a junior (laughs) in high school. (laughs) Those are always funny
1: stories. Yeah. Oh man, my mom signed me up for a life drawing class in high school because I think the art teacher recommended it, and I was like, "Cool, you know, like (laughs) this will be cool." And it was like the same dude every week. Like they couldn't find a female model. It was just they just. Oh man. And and it would always be like. I would like gloss over that area and the guy (laughs) teaching the class would be like, I want you to develop that area (laughs) a little bit more. (laughs) Oh (laughs) no. Come on, man. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. So anyway, I know what that's like.
2: So my first day in my, so I took a bunch of classes there, sculpture, pottery and stuff, but my life drawing class, my first day, it's like my first college class, super nervous. I show up really early and I'm standing around the classroom with all my supplies, and there's this older woman there, and uh, you, you know I'm talking to her, and I'm like, "Yeah, it's my first day. I'm really nervous." And yeah, and she was just like, "Oh, it'll be fine. You know, you, this is great. Like, everyone here is cool." And uh, I'm like, "Thank you." Like, so I like connected with this person, right? You guys know where the story's yeah. going. <laughs> <laughs> everyone else comes into the classroom, and the teacher's like, and I, by the way, thought life drawing was like. Draw objects like fruit, still life, still Still life. Yeah, Yeah, I had no idea what I was walking into, so (laughs) yeah. Anyways, everyone else comes in, the teacher says, Whatever, welcome to class, and then the person that I like had basically moored my whole like future to just gets undressed in front of me, and I'm like, What's happening? (laughs) It was terrifying. (laughs) Oh man, yeah,
1: that's incredible. (laughs) Yeah. Did you say anything after it was all done? No, I just, no, you just...
2: just left. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> I just walked away. I think that was the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was cool, though.
0: Yeah. So, so Dave, you were taking some of these college classes, and then you went to MIAD. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, I actually did uh, did two years at University of Michigan. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they canceled the industrial design program at the University of Michigan. Yeah. And Wow. Yeah. I won't even go into that because it's a really long story. Uh, but I ended up transferring to my ed. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and spent, did three years there. Um, awesome program. Love the teachers there. Very, like, hands-on program. A lot of shop classes. I say it's, like, uh, half, like, physical model building, form development in the physical space. And then half of it was, like... Drawing and CAD and research and, you know, the other soft side of of design. Mm. Really great program. Yeah. And uh so yeah. after I I so I did an internship while I was at my ad call at a uh, Milwaukee Tool. So I did like a summer internship there which spilled over into the fall and I kinda just did like part time work while I was in school. Um great experience, learned how to use a Cintiq at at Milwaukee Tool. Wow. Which was uh, you know, A big deal for me, you know, because like that was back in the day where there wasn't a lot of like digital drawing and cintiques. I think our school, I think my had had like one cintique. Oh wow! So you like could take a turn using it, you know, (laughs) but you're so nervous and everyone's watching. It's like, (laughs) Um,
1: yeah, and then somebody gets undressed and you're like, I'm not wait, where am I?
2: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, When I graduated, I I I had a, a professional internship. Uh, Which is like, you know, your first job if if you're nervous about having a first job or something, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I worked at a a studio in Boston called Essential. Okay. Um, I worked there for the fall of 2008, and then the economy crashed, and they they laid off a bunch of people and mm. I was like the first one to go. They were like, we just, you're just an intern and we just hired <laughs> <Yeah>. you. So, <laughs> uh, which was a bummer, but I met some really cool people there, um, yeah. that I, you still in contact with now. Um, and it, at that point is when I started working for this company called UI uh, which was this basically a startup that was the co-founder was my friend, Bill Lee, the guy that, introduced me to industrial design. Right, mm-hmm. okay. Like, back when I was a kid, um, you know. And so he had started this startup doing durable touchscreen interfaces for, like, industrial applications. So oil rigs, um, wow. medical devices, things where, like, a typical iPhone screen is not good enough. So, okay. yeah. like, really cold, cold situations, wet situations, acidic situations, things mm. like that, wow. where the technology that's in a typical iPhone or iPad doesn't work. Right. It's outside the range. Uh, the company still exists. It does well. They do a lot of stuff in the, you know, industrial it's, interface. It's world. kind
0: of interesting. You never really hear about the industrial industrial design. Yeah, You know, I mean, we hear about the consumer-sided part of design right. a lot, you know, designing dog toys or whatever it is. But, uh, you know, you never hear about, like, the – People have to design things that go into factories or like go into like big rigs or like, you know, airplanes. You know, like those things need to be designed by industrial designers, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And did you enjoy that aspect or no? It it
2: was interesting. Like I, I learned a lot about that's where I sort of figured out the first concept around like these products are being like actually built. Right. Like, so we had a factory in the back. I worked in the office in the front of the factory where they built the touchscreens in the back.
1: That's awesome.
2: And uh, it was really cool. And so I would work on a project that would eventually end up being produced in the factory, which is really cool. Um, It wasn't, there was no styling to anything. Right. Right. It was all like. Utilitarian. Very utility, very utilitarian. um, But. I learned about like precision and accuracy mm. and like in not only in like, I mean, if you're using CAD, everything's precise, right? Right. I, I forget the difference between precision and accuracy. I know people make a big deal about it. So don't I, ask us that. Yeah. Shy, <laughs> I have no clue. Like accuracy is like, oh, God, I'm going to mess this up. Someone's going to not be happy about this. <laughs> one of them, I'll just say one of them is like uh, like a, a small grouping, like everything right. is Near each other, and another thing is like those. That grouping is in the right place.
1: I feel like that's. I feel like accuracy is the grouping, right? And precision is the location of it. I don't know. I'll take on the trolls. Oh no! Oh no! I already see the emails coming in.
2: (laughs) You guys don't know (laughs) it. You idiots. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So one of the cool things we did there was uh, we we built and we built a testing rig to test the durability of these laminated pieces of glass. So we would take like like really thin glass, like 0.3 millimeter thick glass, like so thin you could like right. bend it, right? Yeah. And then they had this device, a machine in the back, that could lay like a really thin piece of uh, adhesive down. And then they'd put the the PTE substrate, which was like the actual touch screen the capacitive sensor and then they'd put down another piece of adhesive and then another piece of glass and the thickness and the position and the layering of all those things would determine like how durable it was like how hard you could hit it Hmm. so we built a a rig that we would drop a like a steel ball it was like a ball (laughs) bearing about that big and it had to be dropped from like the same height every time yeah. and you had to like have no hesitation. So we built like a mechanism to do the dropping and at different heights and then hold the glass in the place. And then we just like, I remember like one week me and um, my, well, he was my boss time. Now he's my friend uh, spent like the whole week all night long, like drinking whiskey back there, <laughs> just dropping, dropping balls dropping <laughs> balls on glass <laughs> just cuz like you had we had to get like a certain amount of breaks or not breaks in order to like determine the statistic significance of the test right right you can you can't just like try it once and be like well it didn't break so we're good you yeah. know you have to do it like a thousand times to say that it won't break under these certain circumstances yeah
0: interesting yeah it seems like this is more of an engineer-focused job. Was yeah. Your, what was your title there? Designer or was? it Yeah,
2: else? it was. I mean, it was like I got like saved by my friend, my my mentor. Okay. You know, so uh, this
0: was kind of in that transition after the.
2: Yeah, uh, when it's when the market collapsed. Yeah, when I got laid okay. off at Essential, my you know family friend was like, "You can come work for me." I like, got I got it. You okay. don't know what you're doing. Like, I got just. I was. Just, <laughs> I was st- four months out of school, That's you true. know? Right. Okay. So he's like, just whatever. Like, yeah. you know, I d- actually, it's funny. I did some things. I did some uh, graphic interface stuff for, they, UiCo built a control module for the McCafe machine. Like back when McDonald's first had like the blended coffee drinks. Okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And the smoothies. Uh, the, the control device that made like, so the users could punt not the consumer but the people behind the counter right. could like punch in like he wants a frappuccino whatever like the buttons that those people would click on were like my design buttons oh, and cool. i looked at them recently i'm like uh like skeuomorphism <laughs> up <laughs> Up the wazoo. It was so... (laughs) That was prime time. Yeah. It was like deep in the whole like... Everything was pillowed. Oh, yeah. They were like glossy. Everything had like a little gloss like highlight across the top of it. Those are going to come back in 20 years. Yeah. 30 year cycle
0: 30 yeah, years. yeah. so what, 20, 20, yeah. 40, 20 40 all
1: right people are going to be like be showing these buttons in but their it's, classes well, and
0: it's yeah. <laughs> look at this skeuomorphism <laughs> is coming back in vr like, oh, right you yeah. know my vr house is a real house that
2: is skeomorphism.
0: um but it's yeah it's a little bit different yeah it's interesting yeah so but so, it serves
2: the same purpose right it's like to to transition. To yeah. transition you into understanding the new interface. Exactly. One of the things, total sidebar. Let's do it. Uh, but I'm, I'm getting tired of just like telling my life story. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of the things we're doing with Ovi, just jump way ahead, right? right? Ovi's my startup. Current startup. Uh, it's, we're developing a food storage system that reminds you to eat your food. We'll get into that. But I just wanted to say like, one of the things that we're doing is working with Alexa. So we're building voice interface oh. um, on the Alexa platform and the Google platform. So does
0: Alexa tell you to
2: eat your food? She can remind you to eat and what to eat based on the things that you have saved. Cool. But we're using it. the The primary use case for it is you tell Alexa what it is you're saving. So when you tag a f- piece of food, you don't have to open your phone and say, like, this was lasagna. You just hit the button, throw it in the fridge, and you say, Alexa, tell Obi that's lasagna. Oh, that's uh, cool. It is, yeah. yeah. So that's a new. That's another interface that doesn't have, like, a. we need, like, a voice skeuomorphism to get you to understand how to use Alexa. Because yeah. if anyone has an Alexa, I would love to... Well, I know some of the statistics, but just from this community, like if you have an Alexa, do you use it for anything other than playing music, like making a list or like ask, reminding you to do something? I a timer?
1: Use, yeah, a timer. Timer is okay. the big one and because we always use it when we're cooking. Smart lights. Yes. Yeah. We have, we have it for smart lights as well. Yeah. I don't have Alexa. Yeah. I have Siri. Yeah. There's,
2: there, are, there are like thousands of applications that are built for Alexa. That are on the Alexa store. Yeah. That, like, nobody, nobody uses. uses. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just curious. So I, I have a theory that I think that we've sort of, like, built OV under this theory. That I think you need a physical, like, representation. Mm. A f- piece of hardware that bridges you into the Alexa world, basically. So, right. so
0: you're saying that... Skeuomorphism for voice is actually a physical object. It's hardware.
2: It's IoT. Interesting. Mm, yeah. Huh. Yeah. So imagine like, um. So in our case, we have these smart tags. They're like these little buttons. Without the button, like you just put the f- food in the fridge, and like you'll forget. Like people will forget to tell Alexa that what they're saving. Right? right. But by having the button on there, it does other things. Like it has some sensors in it. But I think the key like, psychological function of the button is just to be a reminder to tell Alexa what it is you're saving. Yeah. That's um.
1: that's cool. That's very interesting. Because, yeah, I do feel like there's this... Maybe there's a push to kind of eliminate hardware in our lives and, and physical things, mm-hmm. um, especially within tech. And I feel like I just don't see physical things going away. Like, we started out... like Not, the way not that, yet. The way that we evolved... <laughs> The way that we evolved was through tools, right? Yeah. Like that was one of the major advancements that like humans did to be humans is is the utilization of tools, and I feel like that tactility
2: is going to be really difficult to give up.
0: Well, just wait till we upload our brains, James. <laughs> but then,
2: but then, like it's just a different version of tactility, right? So, so right. If- like That's y- true. Y- you'll Some all up- have
0: to design the digital things that we're using. Right? We'll yeah.
2: we'll still be it will be experiencing them as tactile. Yeah. Even like great VR, you're experiencing as tactile.
3: Yeah.
2: Um you're experiencing an actual thing. The, the the simplest way to put it is like a GUI, like a graphic user interface, is essentially like a list of options. Mm. Like we see it as like a gr- you know, grid in on the IOS and folders and menus on right uh, you know a laptop or a computer but it's <clears throat> it's essentially helps you work through what you want to do next right? right when you're just staring at a coffee can on the counter there's like nothing to say what to do next yeah you just sort of like you're given like an unlimited sea of options and you kind of just there's you know a lot of people just don't know what to do yeah and, Anyways. <laughs> I love the I, I there's there's a lot to unpack there and yeah. this is the coolest part about what I'm doing right now is like is building product from like the 10,000 foot view not yeah. just like cool surfacing but like right ecosystem you know logic and yeah. things like that.
0: I mean you're thinking like way into the psychology of people using and storing food and things like that.
2: Is very cool. Um and I, yeah, it's we cool. Kinda, we got jump ahead. Should we? All
0: right. Let me Should just, we go back? Just, I'll I'll just. We can get back to Ovi really quickly. I feel like we just need to kind of. I'll just be really quick
2: about like the other things I did <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I was going too deep. I think on all my. I, I do want to talk no, about the startup. I, I feel I like mean, this is
0: like this is definitely something we want to talk right. about. Yeah, if and we, I
1: and I welcome a good tangent because that that's what that was. Yeah. But we gotta we gotta know we gotta okay, know more.
2: So, so the guy that. So when I was working at UiCo, dropping the balls, yeah, the guy I was drinking whiskey with, dropping balls, was. <laughs> I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna cut that part out. And <laughs> just put that in my story. Please. Don't. Okay. Okay. All
2: right. So uh, that was a guy named Paul Hurley, mm-hmm. and Paul ended up leaving UiCo to work at Ignite, mm-hmm. which is the company that owned Contigo, and very quickly after that he just sort of like brought me along with him so at the time so i worked at contigo ignite ignite owned contigo and avex and a couple other brands of uh, drinkware
1: am i wrong in thinking that contigo was founded by sam farber who also founded oxo or Uh, i believe so yeah (laughs) answered like a true jeopardy contestant
2: uh that's correct (laughs) no Uh, i i don't i don't know i i could misspeak about the founding people i was there i was the 26th 27th employee oh wow Um, so it was small at the time yeah but there was a sort of phase of people that had been there and then left.
1: Yeah, maybe he was just an executive there, but I remember he had some connection to Contigo. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot
2: of people that left Contigo to do cool things, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Yeah. Um,
1: so what was it about Contigo that, that spawned such great
2: creators?
0: I, I don't know. I mean, w- w- I mean, this is just water bottles, right? Or
2: it is Drink just water. Just Drink water weird. bottles. So I mean, I'm sure you did some the amazing. The
1: source of life. I mean, I'm sure you did some amazing. You
2: should probably pull something up on yes. Contigo since people are going to be curious, That's, and you have the whole thing set up. Dave. See,
1: this is how I this is how I feel about Dave. just water.
0: <laughs> Dave is an active uh, active viewer of the YouTube. Yeah. Do you usually watch the YouTube?
2: Uh, I you said that, and then you asked me if I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch the YouTube. I can't. Um, I'm I could, but. I, yeah. I'm more of a listener, so if you look at the, so basically the the core technology, it's like super high tech, quote unquote, water bottles. Okay. There's no like electronics in it, but they're mechanically um, involved, basically. Yeah. Um, Are there
1: any? Uh, yeah. So down. Oh, drinkware portfolio.
2: Yeah. So if you, this is all my ignite Contigo stuff.
1: Yeah. Oh, did you want me to click yeah, on another can, one? No,
2: that's fine. So basically, there's these the heart of each water bottle is like a mechanism. So there's like buttons and levers and latches. Right, these have like little flip-up straws that we're looking at right now. Or like that one with the big red button on it. When you hold that button down, it opens the seal so Mm. you can drink. And then when you let go of the button, it automatically seals the lid. Okay. So it's like, imagine... Yes, these are high-tech water bottles. Yeah, yeah. And not all of them are, but like this is the flagship. Yeah, flagship. I just read that. Yeah. So West Loop is sort of it was where ignite was born in the west loop of chicago it's the neighborhood and west loop is their you know best selling product it's a coffee mug um and it pretty much made the name for yeah for contigo and i worked on this which was the generate like the next generation i see these west all loop. over the place it's really nice
1: i mean and and i have to say like the the f- the fit finish on these just I have never owned a Contigo bottle, but they've always struck me as as really nicely done, you know, in terms of that mm-hmm. final CMF phase and just getting everything to fit together.
2: I have jump back or look at the um, the other brand was Avex, So that one with the green and the blue right there uh, to the left. Yeah. No. Nope. Down. Uh, Up. Up. Uh, left. Up. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> So this is a product for Avex, which oh. was which was the like athletic brand. So Contigo yeah. was like our housewares. Okay. Avex was our athletic.
0: This has a little bit more of an aggressive feel to oh, it. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. We, we were you know inspired by you know North Face and yeah. camping equipment and uh, essentially at the car- heart of it, it's a, it has the same technology. Like you hold right. on the button, it opens it. You let go. And, uh, and
1: Dave, were you doing these renderings? Are these are these yours? Because I I mean I have to give you a lot of credit. I've seen your work, you know, on your Instagram and also on Render Weekly. Like, you do some great rendering work. I think that's... was is that where this all started? Or yeah, actually,
2: like, so my work at Contigo was where actually I got my first seat of Keisha. It was called Hypershot back then right. mm-hmm. when I was at Myad. But I really pushed myself when I was at Contigo.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, these are really
2: nice renderings. Thank you. Yeah, um, and the I I sort of I actually started teaching a class to the people that we hired at Contigo. Wow! And uh, Contigo was eventually bought by Newell Newell Brands. Yeah, yeah. And that's when I decided to to leave and go find other greener pastures. But one of the last things I did was teach the the Newell designers, or not all of them. I'm sure some of them were didn't need my education. Did you
1: teach Ricky Biddle?
2: I don't know. I don't want to say <laughs> if I did or not. I don't remember. But I taught a, a workshop at the the Kalamazoo Studio of like my key shot technique, and yeah. it, was, it like at the time it was very much about like speed. So I had like one environment that I always used. Ah, I interesting. Cra- like I all my materials were like super simple, and I just cranked the i the IOR, yeah, the index refraction, like super high to get like very defined shadows and highlights. Yeah, It was all about like defining form in your rendering because we weren't using, like these never saw like consumer, the consumers never saw these. Mm. These were all about like having a meeting in uh, like a design meet, a design studio meeting or with like to get buy-in from sales or marketing and then used to sell the product into retailers. Yeah, So it was all like how do you like best leverage KeyShot to give you like hyper precision in describing the form, not super realism. Yeah. Does that make sense?
1: That's I w- awesome. I would love to sit in on that workshop. <laughs> James, don't pull up Keyshot. I know. <laughs> don't, don't click it. Don't click it. Dave. <laughs> so,
2: uh, so this first, scene. The podcast is crashing.
0: The podcast is crashing. <laughs> um, yeah, that's actually where I first, I believe that's when I first connected with you, Dave, is when you did the uh, render weekly of. When I did the collab with Render Weekly of my mm. chairs, mm. you had done you had 3D modeled and rendered out one of my chair sketches. That's right. Yeah. And it was freaking amazing. It was <laughs> one of like the it was like orange and plastic mold. It was just beautiful.
2: Yeah, that one's on my website. Yeah. Yeah. That was I I loved doing that one because I love the, the Eames style yeah. of furniture and it's like I have a similar chair in my house and I was like, "Oh yeah, like <laughs> <just gonna> <laughs> this cool. is going to be cool." Yeah. And that, so the render weekly is like my, my bread and butter CAD software is SolidWorks. And I've been, I wanted a tool to learn fusion because I think fusion is an awesome piece of software and I love T-splines. I, I never done any free form modeling. It's always been parametric, like, mm. like projecting planes, right. like setting up sketches to make planes, like everything. Like I, I prided myself on like, like. I could take any note from somebody. Like, if I had, like, built the whole model, like that water bottle, the super, like, aggressive one, yeah. someone could come in and be like, can you change the thickness of that, like, that rib there? And I'd be like, no problem. <laughs> like, <laughs> change it. And then it will all be fine. <laughs> and the whole bottle would update, and I'd be like, yes. That is really beautiful.
1: <laughs> and then it would explode, and you'd be like, I, I don't know what's wrong. I, I need yeah. another month.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I loved building models that could, like, withstand yeah. changes. Yeah. And I got...
0: That is satisfying for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: but I, I wanted to challenge myself to learn, like, T-splines, basically. Because it was in a package that was free, so I could just get it. And anyways, so I've I used I've been using Render Weekly to sort of, like, teach <laughs> myself T-splines. So, like, all the stuff that I've been doing in Render Weekly is all based in T-splines. I mean, besides, like, the obvious stuff. Right. It's, mm-hmm. like, extrudes and stuff.
1: That's cool. All, all in Fusion 360? All in
2: Fusion and most everything in, in t splines. Yeah. So like was, this whole, that whole chair surface was all done right. With
1: that was something that you brought up at BYU that like the idea that the best way to learn a program is to, to like create a project around it. Yeah. You know, a new piece of software. So that's really interesting. I, I've i never thought of that approach, but it makes so much sense. It
0: doesn't even have to be a big project either. Just, yeah. just the render
1: weekly stuff. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. Like you were doing. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah that's that's awesome dave the the water bottle thing was good and then
2: yeah so i left i left ignite when mm. newell and that when it happened but soon after newell okay. purchased us mm. and um and then went and worked for scott wilson at minimal yeah. slash lunatic okay let's
1: not minimize that that's scott
2: pretty scott exciting Will- scott wilson
0: <laughs> i mean <laughs> minimal is a really cool studio yeah
2: yeah i'd I, well, I I I tend to sort of like do this weird thing because technically I worked for Lunatic, which mm. was the brand that Minimal owned. Okay. Um, the, but that's like the, you
1: were a part of Scott Wilson's Avengers. Like that. That's like you were, yeah. <laughs> 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 you were I, you were like a Harlem Glo- Globe Trotter
2: <laughs> for
1: for Minimal.
2: I don't know. Yeah it, it it felt it felt like I was well first of all I, like everyone at the studio was like. So super, like, didn't treat me like I wasn't part of the studio. Right. And I worked on some minimal projects, like just studio projects that would come through, but I wasn't on the roster of, like, hey, we got a new client, like, get Dave on it. I see. It was, I would do Lunatic projects, but I was in the minimal office. And I I just want to make that clear in case any minimal people are listening, because I don't want to, like, act like I was, (laughs) like... So this this kind of
0: stuff. Yeah, Lunatic is... They do phone accessories, watch accessories. I don't know. Maybe you can explain a little yeah, better to so yeah But Lunatic we're looking was, at like an Apple Watch
2: uh, case right now. Yeah. Lunatic was a brand that Scott launched on Kickstarter in 2005, I want to say. Yeah. And it was like that. Way back in the day. Remember the original, not the original, one of the iPod Nanos that was like the oh, little square? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing this. Uh-huh. But like it was just a little square with a clip. <laughs> and Scott had the idea of... Like, what if you could attach that to your wrist? And so he launched this thing on Kickstarter that was like just aluminum housings that It helped. went viral. I believe it went viral. Yeah. And it, from it, what it, I can remember. He raised a million dollars on Kickstarter. Yeah. It was the first million dollar Kickstarter. And it, yeah. it launched the Lunatic brand. It's called TikTok, I think. Yeah. Is it, that's that's, that's it, right? Yeah. Well, that's got an a aluminum band, but essentially that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. And at funny story, we met some Apple designers when when I was showing OV at CES two years ago. We met some Apple designers that were like that had actually used Scott's, so Scott's involved with OV too. Yeah. Side sidebar, but so the Apple designers were like, we used your TikTok bands with fake ipod nanos to prototype the actual apple watch wow <laughs> so like they would they were walking around with apple watch os on like ipod nanos with scott's tiktok bands. that's crazy that's amazing yeah that yeah. was kind of a i was like happy for him it wasn't my i mean i didn't do it but i was like right that's pretty cool man <laughs> yeah
1: no i re- i remember i remember this and i remember i mean uh, if you've been listening to the podcast you like you might have heard my story about reaching out to Scott Wilson on LinkedIn my oh, no. my ill-fated it was it was bad i i just i sent him a message on LinkedIn i asked somebody who <laughs> was a mutual connection to uh, quote-unquote introduce us on LinkedIn yeah. and then realized Does that, that I hadn't happen- updated my LinkedIn oh, in like no. two years <laughs> oh, no. and it was like I was still in school and <laughs> oh, like all God. this yeah it was terrible <laughs> oh, man. Um, but I I really admired Scott a lot for what he was doing in terms of not only having the the design practice like the consultancy practice but also doing these entrepreneurial ventures yeah and it's
2: is really cool the how he splits yeah like his efforts like that it's, yeah he's a really interesting person i've become friends with him over over the years of, of working with him and just hanging out yeah and he his approach to design is like very practical very but very creative mm. he he's he's runs like multiple companies and as well as own studio and he's still like jumps in cad like for a regular client <laughs> wow because <Like, laughs> like, he worked at ideo didn't he? he worked at ideo he was he was at nike for a bit and yeah. their wearables He was right at, at motorola wearables for a bit yeah uh it's interesting yeah and then he just and then he went and built minimal yeah and uh, so
1: so then amidst all of all this that you were working on the lunatic brand i mean when did Ovi come up? Was that was that your idea? And then you brought it to Scott to be like, this is something that I really want to work on? Or well, how did that, how did it that happen? It was kind of like
2: that, except my my co-founder, uh, Ty Thompson, mm-hmm. uh, who's actually worked at Contigo in sales, uh, sales and business development at Contigo.
0: So is he the business guy?
2: He's the business guy, okay. yeah. Uh, every good startup should have a business guy like don't <laughs> it's try it's to do a startup without a business guy <laughs> especially if you're like anywhere on the i was going to say the spectrum but like i meant like the spectrum of creativity but okay, like, yeah, maybe okay. also <laughs> that spectrum i don't know like I, i'll speak for myself use my i statements <laughs> but uh yeah um anyways so ty had the initial idea he's like what if he was in a parking garage um um, you could pull up the OV site now to give some people some context. Yeah, uh, this would be a good time to jump on the the YouTube or look up OV dot life uh, is our website. So. The, the initial idea was Ty was in a parking garage that has those LEDs above each parking spot. Mm. Have you oh, been in one of those? One of the
0: fancy ones, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, and it's like you pull in and you just go like, are there any spots here? Oh, there's a spot. And right, you just you go drive see, right Because they're
0: out like on the ceiling. You yeah. can see them far away. It's like, oh, there's a green light. You don't it's, have
2: to go wander around oh, looking for an open spot. I have not been in one of those. Oh, That's yeah. That's amazing. It's, it's you've been, in, so you've been nice. in New York too long. Yeah, yeah, I know. You need to go in the suburbs <laughs> of Chicago. That's where they all are. <laughs> yeah.
0: They had him in Texas too. Yeah.
2: So you basically, he was like, this is awesome. What else could you put this on? Like, yeah. what else could an LED indicator help you with? Mm. And he was, had probably the day before thrown away this like risotto dish that him and his wife make that they love eating the leftovers of but they forgot about it oh. they made it, they ate, ate it that night and they always make extra for leftovers and this time they forgot to eat it yeah. so they thrown it away and then he'd been in the parking garage and sort of like, those two things came together and he's like, what if you could put a light on a food container that reminds you to eat it mm. so he came to me with that when um, because we we were friends working at Contigo right. and he's like I he he's just a business guy, you know, sales guy. So he though very creative. He's like I don't know how to get this out of my head. Right. Yeah. Like, y- you're great at getting things on paper or, you know, making things happen. So uh we decided to partner on the whole thing and just started working on it. We we moon we were doing it like nights and weekends for 2 years. Okay. Oh wow. And making no progress, you know. <laughs> what do you, what do you mean? <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, yeah, no progress. But like what do you mean by no progress? Were you not So we we were like not getting uh funding or like you weren't figuring out the mechanics of it? Well, we,
2: we didn't have the time to like I shouldn't say that. So we worked like it was actually one year that we actually put towards it before we really like started making progress. Okay. Yeah. Um and in that year we patented the concept. So we had to like we had to write out the concept patent pending or full patent patent pending well okay. i mean we we filed the patent right. for it uh so it took us time to just come up with how do you say what we want to do mm. so writing that down working with the law firm uh the the attorneys to write the patent it just was like every email took another two weeks like yeah. so you send I an see. email two weeks later right, right you get to the email so you respond i understand it that. just takes Forever, like, because we had full time jobs. So uh, we just sort of pushed, just slowly kicked it along the road. Not really actually like trying to build it. It was more like, let's patent it. Let's talk to some people and see if they think it's a good idea. Maybe Mm. find some partners or something like that. Okay. And then when I was working, when I was working at Lunatic, um, it was always sort of a deadline for the end of my time at Lunatic because Scott was like selling off the, the last share of lunatic um, Uh, from minimal. So I was, I was basically there helping him do that. Like I was there to help him like finalize all the design work and ship it off and be his like design vision for the end of the life of. Interesting. Okay. Gotcha. So as that was coming to an end, I was like, Hey, you know, I've got this thing or this idea I want to pursue it. Um, and he's like, that's really cool. So he just let me kept, keep a seat at minimal. So I just had, like, I kept my desk at minimal. And I started doing some contract work just to pay the bills and work on Ovi. And Scott just couldn't, like, he just, every night he would be at my desk, like, brainstorming ideas for, like, how to solve this. That's how awesome. How do we get the button to work? That like, so
1: cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So
2: we we he just, like, made himself... A part of it <laughs> through brute force <laughs> like <laughs> he gave you a desk i feel like he got, yeah. had a little bit of a stake <laughs> yeah i mean like yeah he was and he connected us to people right. like so eventually i mean i i don't want to get too detailed on like the structure of our company but we ended up giving him a percentage of the company because of his you right. know the efforts he'd done and yeah. just how much he'd helped us and and connected us into the we, it's like with with being connected to Scott and the connections he had put us on third base basically. Right. Yeah. Cause, cause
0: I assume from there having s- connections with Scott Wilson from minimal, you probably were able to connect with people like VC venture capital and yeah. So get some funding. Yeah. It? VC
2: is, is a different thing, but like angel, okay. like at the stage mm-hmm. we were at, it was all like angel investors. And so there's a huge angel network in Chicago. So he connected us into that and, You know, he connected to a few people, and then connections meet, beget connections, beget connections. Angel
1: investors they put in money but expect nothing in return. Is that is that correct? uh, That is correct. (laughs) That's pretty much how it works.
0: Yeah.
2: So VCs VCs have like it's like a business, right? So like they have to answer for their decisions. Uh, Angels are just typically individuals that like are wealthy individuals that want to put money into something and yes, they nev- they don't expect anything in return, but uh, I mean, they would love like, they, they don't like just throw money at you. Right. But they, if, if they invest in 10 things and none of them come through, like it's fine for yeah. them. Hmm. Whereas VCs, like they, I don't, not, I don't think like every VC firm has a board that requires you know requires results but they like it's a structured business that's trying to get results interesting yeah. right yeah. Yeah, yeah and an angel is just like a rich dude right that has money that likes is you know <laughs> it Daddy wants to warbucks get. and he like he's an angel is like trying to make his money work for him right and yeah. investing it in companies instead of the stock market but
0: well i mean if you invest in 20 companies and they all all 20 of them fail or maybe the 21st succeeds your return on investment is is like a hundred times
2: 100x yeah because
0: you're you're the first one to put in mm. put in the money yeah gotcha i've been listening to the startup podcast have you listened to that podcast
2: yeah yeah it's good yeah. Dave i'm trying it. to make it was, I, I actually to had to it. stop listening to it because it was too close to home oh. <laughs> i was like this like a year ago i was like nope i'm done it's too <laughs> it's i mean too i'm, I'm kind of i, I
0: kind of want to get into that the startup lifestyle i mean dave you're the first guest that we've had that's you know, very into the startup life right now. I mean, I don't, maybe you're the only one that's had a startup per se. Mm. I mean, you got this funding from, from your connections with Scott Wilson. Like, did it kind of ramp up from there?
2: Yeah. So we, we, so I don't want to like, there were a lot of other people that helped us Mm -hmm. other than Scott. Scott sort of started the ball rolling for us. Right. But, um, we friends family Like i think every not every family member of mine but a lot of my family members are invested a lot of my partner's family members are invested yeah Uh, a lot of our friends have put money in and then angel investors on top of that we're actually still in the middle of raising money like for the the round we're in right now cool uh so if if you have any money (laughs) uh, (laughs) hit me up (laughs) i'd be Uh, interested yeah (laughs) Yeah, so you have to be an accredited investor at this point, unfortunately. Oh. But what? It, How do you get accreditation? You just have to is fill a... out a form online. Oh, but I can do that. right? Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it after, we'll the, pod. About it after <laughs> the pod. After the pod. Okay. <laughs> um, but anyways, that's there's the whole. So that's a really interesting thing, like fundraising. And I'm sure you've heard this, like startup people talk about fundraising. It's like mm. a whole other job. Yeah, yeah like, pitching. It is like it
0: is a huge thing. We are out of the design world right now. We are definitely not in design right now, right? Yeah. Fundraising no. is not... I it, mean, that's good. Keep going. It is it is not yeah. design.
2: It's There's a little shred of design when you talk about, like, how do you put together your pitch deck? Mm. And how do you, like, craft your story about explaining mm-hmm. it yourself? But actually, one of the things that sort of hurt us for a long time was we approached the pitch too much from a empathic design standpoint not mm. a like like a infomercial this is going to make you money and it's going to like Interesting. like uh, and that's yeah. what like investors want to see like it's going to make me 20 x and it's going to be a, it's going to be fast and here's all the reasons why like yeah. they, they need boom, that boom, cold boom. hard cash
1: you know yeah. what i'm saying but does it go all the way that way or is it just a mixture of the two yeah
2: so it is it is a mixture like yeah. you have to well we got so far towards like this is like we were just like like that whole idea of like um the user interface of the of voice technology like we were going there in pitch mm, conversations right. right so it left the potential angel investor the potential investor the only option was to like discuss that and that oh. like it's like an opinion like are we right or are we wrong right right It's like instead driving the conversation to like, we're going to sell 50 million units in year five, Mm. you know? Yeah. Well, we can debate that. Maybe it's 20. Still, we're being successful, (laughs) right? (laughs) Instead of like, so it's like, how do you steer your conversation for the person you're talking to? Mm. Yeah. You know, like if I, when I'm talking to design people and I love talking about like the the nitty gritty of like the psychology of what we're doing. Um, because Ovi is like, I finished the ID work. The industrial design for Ovi was done like two years ago. Right. <laughs> right. And I don't, we,
0: we haven't really explained the industrial design of this product. I mean, like we said, it's these LEDs indicators that you can put attached to food. One of them,
1: I guess I see here is a, a clip. Yeah, you can attach it to food. There's also a container a tup, a that has it and a, and a clip.
2: Yeah, so the the heart of the product. If you scroll down a little bit, yeah. So those little that little disc that's floating there. Yeah. By the way, shout out to Tim Zarky for Zarky. the animation here. Yeah. Um, so that that we call that the smart tag. All the okay. technology is in that tag. And then everything else is an accessory. So scroll back up. Right. And so, it's just this
0: disc with this LED ring.
2: Yeah. It's one button in the middle and okay. an LED ring. Okay. And it goes in the produce clip or the container. And the one on the left we call the sticker. So that's like it's a little puck that it sits in with a PU gel adhesive on the back. Mm. So it's like it's basically adhesive that you can s- stick and restick. It's kind of like the, the, like, Thing that's in your car dashboard. Yep, exactly. Right, okay. right. That's yeah. exactly what I say. Uh, so you can wash it off if it gets dirty. Okay. Um, so you can stick that to your existing food containers, so you don't have to buy like all our containers. Oh, like you don't. You can you stick it
0: to your Pyrex. T- the takeout box from Chinese place. You just stick it. You there. can stick it on a okay. takeout box. You can I like stick that. it on hummus. Nice.
2: You know. Cream cheese. Don't stick it inside the hummus. No,
1: (laughs) on the outside. On the outside, right? (laughs) I don't don't know. It's always fun to lick off your obi. That's oh, that sounds terrible. Really weird. (laughs) Hand it to your kid. It's like the cake
2: batter thing. Oh no. So. So the the way it works is you you put the, the the smart tag and whatever you want to save you press the button you say Alexa tell Ovi this is spinach Brussels sprouts takeout whatever and we will automatically program the tag with a duration based on that food type. Mm. So okay, like so four days say, six days eight days. Whatever. So so
0: I just take my uh, Ovi tag I stick it on my Chinese takeout container and, and say hey Alexa I. This is fried rice. This is fried rice. And then it's all good.
2: Yeah. That's nice. And yeah. so when you do that, the light on the tag will turn green saying that it's been freshly tagged. Okay. Mm. And it'll show up in your app. Now you don't have to take your phone out. So we wanted to make the whole system work without yes. requiring this the user to pull their phone out. I like this. <laughs> this is good.
1: Yeah. Right. You're talking to a potential investor <laughs> here. I already have my checkbook out.
2: <laughs> How many zeros? <laughs> Here's a
1: blank check yeah.
2: <laughs> so uh, once so that once you've sort of entered it in there, right? so it goes in your your digital fridge we call it in your in your app, and it's also being tracked like on the, our servers under your under your name, right mm-hmm. and we let's say you have a couple other things tagged in there, so our whole goal is to nudge you like convince you to eat your food before it goes bad, right. Right, so a lot of people are like, "Oh, so it reminds me when my f- or it tells me when my food's gone bad." Well, that's pointless. That's right. useless information. Right. Right. Like throw out your food. Well, thanks. <clears throat> I would have done that anyway. <laughs> right, right. 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 So w- w- we have that information. We know when it's gonna go bad. So we kind of know when the halfway point is. And even if we're off by a couple of days, halfway, halfway to six days is still before you yeah know, yeah four days yeah, right? yeah. anyway. So w- the whole point is to motivate you to eat it. So we do that by like recommending recipes for different things you have tagged. Ah, so we can say like here's a meal you can make out of the uh feta cheese and the you know chicken breast oh, you have. That's wow. cool. Here's a salad okay. and then here's the ingredients you don't have. Uh you can order them through Instacart or through like Amazon Fresh. okay And then so it's like making a meal kit for you to make at home but using ingredients you already have that instead is... of like a full on meal kit. Or yeah, like, so. hey, have some it's it's two o'clock in the afternoon and you know, if you share your location data with us, we can say, Hey, you're at home and it's two o'clock in the afternoon. How about some carrots? Like mm. not because like we want you to eat carrots, but it's like we know you have carrots and like does, so it, it's like, does it say that with chocolate though? It's two in the afternoon. How about some chocolate? <laughs> yeah. Does it say that? If you no? tag your chocolate, we'll remind you to eat it. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean we can we can put in like you can in In our app, you can set set your dietary restrictions and all that oh, stuff, yeah any sort of like if you're trying to not eat carbs or i eat mean less thi- sugar this
0: seems like the most efficient way to to uh, eat the food in your fridge, right? like I feel like a lot I mean your whole, <laughs> whole basis for this thing was reducing food waste, yeah right? yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah we th- i mean, I can attest to how much food we end up forgetting about and throwing away in yeah. our house
2: it's it's you're not alone Americans waste about it's about well overall in the entire food supply chain it's 40 percent of the food yeah the largest percentage of that 40 percent happens in the home mm. which turns out to be about 25 percent per family yeah um which can be like two thousand dollars for an average family yeah. a year that they just throw away dang
1: now, can you make a, a mobile O V tag that I could put on leftovers at the restaurant so I don't forget them <laughs> to bring them home? That happens <laughs> all that have, the time. Does that have GPS on it?
0: That happens There's GPS on
2: here. Hey, <laughs> you forgot it. <laughs> Version two. Yeah. yeah, that's that's interesting. But the the cool thing and the the thing that I think is for the for the industrial design minded people out there, our listeners, mm. like it went from being like. Design the physical manifestation of this idea, right? Which was, I'll say it was easy, right? Like yeah. I, I, I try not to stress too much Just about a
0: circle with LED on it.
2: Yeah, like I, my design philosophy is like, like simple geometry with playful details. Yeah, it's mm. like the way I think about things. Yeah, you should definitely splice this video into the. Oh, into it's the...
1: happening! Oh, <laughs> uh,
2: this is some tim Zarkey we're watching magic.
1: we're watching a we're watching it.
0: <laughs> fancy rendering of the ov what do you call it dis- smart tag smart tag uh disassembled Ooh. coming together we're seeing this uh microchip with all these little uh capacitors and things <laughs> connect down <laughs> listen there's people on the subway listening Components right now, James. Is i got the audio book version <laughs> of this
1: podcast
2: yeah and then it's like it's 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 assembling itself and into the Brussels sprouts
1: are flying to the air. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, you're definitely gonna gonna want to check that out on the YouTube. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, is...
2: there's there's this whole like the the actual like design of the product was simple.
1: Right. 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 It
2: was done like it it was a sort of a no brainer. Right. It's a container, duh. It's a clip, duh. Uh, It needs to have a circle. Like those things just came together. But the
0: ecosystem—that's
2: what's really amazing. And I've I've been having a lot of fun like designing the system and designing the future potential for the system.
0: I mean, the whole the whole Alexa and the voice connected thing really makes it work, in my opinion. I mean, if it was like some sort of weird thing where you had to like pull out an app and like figure out what food you're eating right now and like scroll through and click this button, like I feel like that wouldn't make any sense. But all you have to do is, like, stick it on there and say, hey, Alexa, this is fried rice. And you just put it in yeah. there. Yeah.
2: And the, so there's this cool.
1: Ooh, the hub. I like that hub.
2: Mm.
0: We're looking at the <laughs> the whole system here. So this the, is the OV the hub, hub.
2: is a, basically a gateway that lets the smart tags communicate with our back end, okay. whether mm. you're home or not. I see. So they're not connecting to your phone. They're connecting through the hub. Right. Cool. So you plug it in behind your toaster. Never think about it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, so, were you gonna say something? Well, I was just gonna say, like, the, um, what was I gonna say? Sorry, it's okay. I got sidetracked. Sorry, it's probably Mm -hmm. dumb, anyways. (laughs) Well,
1: what were you gonna say? Well, what I, what I wanted to do was to sort of push this, you know, not out of the OV sphere, Mm -hmm. but, but in conjunction. Okay, so I'm a married man. Yeah. And I, I am looking forward to a life of, of remaining married while also having children and being an industrial designer. Dave, you have a wife and three children. I do. I would love to know how you've managed all of what you've just described to us with the family involved. Yes, I am really curious as well.
2: Okay, so first, my wife, Kim, she is amazing. Uh, she's supported me through everything I've done hasn't yeah. always been easy but she believes in me and believes in what I'm doing um, her family has entrepreneurial backgrounds too so mm-hmm. that really helps she understands um, also she stays at home with the kids so that's uh, really makes it possible for me to like I don't know if I would be so gung-ho about you know traveling around the world trying to do all these different things if um we didn't have not that you have to be a stay-at-home mom i don't want to say that but like from where we are like i like the idea that my wife's home their mom is with them yeah and like it makes me feel comfortable Right, like going out and like taking on the world because right. like home is home uh and the other thing is we live in the suburbs which it's actually like kind of in the country. Like we live across the street from a horse farm. Mm. We have we don't have the property, but we're part of a neighborhood that has a bunch of property with like creeks and hiking nice. trails and tennis courts and like there's a clubhouse. And right. Yeah. So we, I I like our family unit is sort of it seems well protected in that sense. I guess yeah. like they. They enjoy like playing outside in the summer and sledding in the winter, and they kind of have this nice like uh, family life going. And it lets me feel comfortable to go out and spend all my time doing this. And when I'm home on the weekends, like I'm home, and there's not like the distraction of like you know all this other stuff going on. I'm just focused yeah. on family.
0: I mean, I feel like that is. It seems like you kind of dedicate chunks of time. And, and kind of divvy it up. Yeah. I'm, I, I yeah. feel like I'm not good at that at all. It's just yeah, just like mine's going all the time. I, don't know. I didn't
2: explain that well. And actually, because like I have to, like, and yeah. I, I, I'm, I have a similar tendency of just like, so someday I'll, I'm totally stuttering, but like I'll, I'll come home some days after like really being deep into something. Yeah. Mm. And Kim will be like, um you you're going to show up tonight like, <laughs> <laughs> like cuz i'm still just like right. crunching numbers yeah, or right. like building CAD in my head yeah. or just trying to solve some design right. problem yeah. all the time and yeah. it's 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 i've learned through having a family that it's really good to just like say you know what i'm like i i pull up in to t- to my garage Turn off the car, and I go, like, okay, I'm at home, home time. Yeah, yeah. And I walk in the garage, and it's, like, I got, you know, I have a a six-year-old, sorry, five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old. Wow. Yeah. So my, you know, the the three-year-old and the five-year-old are just jumping on me, and we do, like, climb the tree and, you know, (laughs) uh, ride on the boat. Like, there's all these, like, games we do when I get home. Yeah. You know, and so it's, like putting myself fully into that so I can be, you know, a great dad. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and it's 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 so rewarding. It's also, like, cripplingly, like, uh, it makes you cry at things you never thought you'd cry at. Like, I was watching this movie on the plane out here this morning, and I was, like, just, like, started crying at this dumb scene. It was, like... It was like a—I a, don't even remember what it was—but I was like, "Why am I crying about this?" <laughs> there was some like dad-daughter moment, and I was uh, like, "It just yeah. hit me," you know, like so. It makes you a little weak, but in the in the in a good way. Yeah,
0: um, that's awesome. I, I, yeah, I feel like that's—I feel like you're doing it the right way. Yeah. I feel like a lot of startup stories, especially since you know, I I listen to that startup podcast. It's just sometimes you can get too deep. Yeah, yeah
2: and I so my I'll I'll have to if i don't mention this kim will be a well i don't know what she'll feel but the for the first year like i did it wrong okay like mm-hmm. i was like at the office late i was at the office until like i was there all the time right, right. and i would either like not show up or, or like show up super late or i would just like crash at the office right or i would crash at my parents house that was like halfway to yeah. my house because I'm like, well, it's just like be easier to get back in the morning, you know? And yeah. like it was it it was not healthy. It mm. was the wrong way. And I, I had two kids at the time and it was like I wasn't, I mean, I was there on the weekends right. and I could justify it in my head as saying like, this is important. I've got stuff to do. Um, but now it's like that became the, the norm, like mm. insane workload became right. the norm instead of the exception so yeah. it's like i need to make i just you know you know talking with cam she helped me like come to terms with this it wasn't always an easy conversations but you know right it it realized that like you have to make you have to de, you have to th- be deliberate about like your choices on how you want to live your life yeah yeah and because if, sure. if you don't you'll just like i'll just go and like be design brain all the time and like i'll never go out of that mode right and it's like it just saying like well that's how i am is not (laughs) like it's not (laughs) healthy right (laughs) because like that's how and i i love it's a comfortable place for me to be yeah and like so it's like it doesn't feel bad for me to be like grinding on problems all the time in my head like i feel like i'm accomplishing things and i feel you know dedicated to work um but like that's not it's at the end of the day that's not as good yeah as, like there's better things if you decide to like pursue them yeah you
1: know? yeah i mean I, that's interesting I, and i'm like glad that you brought up the your first year because i mean you know even even relationships and figuring out figuring out how to spend your time and how to spend it so that you are contributing to the relationship and you're being there for that person and, and for your family. Like that's the thing about life is, is just like with design, it is an iterative process. Mm. You know, you're, you're constantly trying to figure out like, how does the situation, how, how do I contribute to the situation so that, you know, it, it functions well without me with me, you know, and I'm there for it when I'm, when I'm there. And, yeah, I mean, I think yeah. that that's just that's kind of how it is. Yeah, I mean, I love I
0: love hearing that, Dave. Like it's it's great to hear that you've built to this point. Now, I know we're a little long, but I kind of want to hear like the the plans for the the startup. Like are you excited? Yeah. Like what where where can people support this? Purchase it? So Where are we in the so the uh, yeah, launching get, process?
2: Good good question. So we are delayed in the launching process. Okay. Um, so to, quickly to support us, you can follow us on Instagram or at Fridge Smarter. So okay. Fridge, Fridge Smarter. Fridge mm. Smarter. We'll link to it. Uh, and then our website is ov.life. You can sign up for our, our newsletter there and keep up to date with everything we're doing. Okay. Um, you can pre-order our product on our website. Um, boom we don't have nice
0: <laughs> James just followed Frischmar
2: <laughs> we don't have like a, a, a set ship date yet mm-hmm. um, we're we're trying to work through it, it it's way more complicated than we thought it was going to be right and like nobody on our team has a tech background so we're we're trying mm. to like figure out the tech as we go yeah so it's it's really complicated and you know we're running into road, roadblock after roadblock we're solving them but we just keep hitting them. So, um, we're, we don't know when we're shipping. We had a Kickstarter back in, uh, last June Mm -hmm. and we said we were going to ship in February and we're still not shipped. So, but our backers are really cool. Um, probably because most of them are, our family and friends, (laughs) 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 but, uh, yeah, we've, we, they've been really generous or, you know, kind and, and just being patient with us. Yeah. Um, so we're basically almost ready uh, with, like, our, our, our prototype and our whole system is almost completely functional. Yeah. minus a few little pieces. Uh, we've been to China. We picked out a manufacturer. Um, we have all the quotes. The DFM is almost done, besides the little things that they'll have to do once they have the final, like, Parts and everything. Yeah, sourcing components has been fun. Like, uh, I've, I've I've basically been. I hope nobody's listening that are in these different companies, but I've been like pitting the, the different uh, component companies against each other. Do you, do you We've think got we a have...
1: huge component company listener base you know
0: i I actually did
1: post our podcast on
0: alibaba the other day (laughs) it's gotten 100
2: views it's good yeah nice
1: there's already a chinese ripoff of our podcast podcast? (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah yeah
2: um so we're we're in a good place uh it it feels like it's frustrating because we're not like actively shipping when we should be yeah um but you know that's 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 the life it, of I, trying to do something that you don't know how to do I mean
0: better that it's good than you ship it too early you know yeah
2: Yeah. I mean we, we're we full believers that like uh, we want to make the product really uh, you know magical for people right instead of like oh well, man right. totally <laughs> didn't live up to right. the <laughs> yeah
0: you don't want to go the Drusera route oh no, god the no. other connected devices a lot of them a lot of them die yeah yeah, but I mean, I think, I think what you guys have going on right now seems really promising. So I'm excited to, to keep up with the story. Oh, thank you. Um,
2: yeah. it is really cool to be a part of. And the other thing I, so we didn't really get to talk about, um, my design consulting or my oh, right. contract work and freelance stuff. Yeah. It's all really exciting too. It's like, I'll just say one thing about it since we're already way over time. But, uh, In not doing, like, industrial design for Ovi in over two years, I hit a point about a year and a half ago where I was, like, feeling this, like, I was feeling really crappy about everything, Mm. about career, like, what did I do this for? Why am I doing this? Okay. And And it's
0: because you were just deep in the
2: business. Yeah. I hadn't done industrial industrial design design in a while. Yeah. 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 And I, and, and I sort of, like, neglected even the bit of contracting I had done to try to get Ovi done and, and just I mean just as an anecdote like going back into like getting clients freelance clients contract clients his it's just amazing how like light that feels to actually like go back and do creative work again that's kind of interesting that's
0: That's, fun yeah. yeah that's good to hear for sure
1: no that is interesting because because yeah I mean like the fact that you are both pursuing the startup and consulting I mean that's Like, I would think that that doing the startup would just consume all of your time, but I can also see how, like...
0: If you're doing a lot of business stuff, I feel like it seems like there might be some more interaction and emails going on where you might have... Right. ...an hour to... Yeah. Yeah. Well, and
2: I kind of, like, I had to make the time, Mm. is kind of what I'm saying, is, like, I decided that it was, like, it's it's really important for me, well, financially to, like, make some money, but also just for my s- mental, s- you know, well-being. Your sanity. You my You just sanity. have to get back in there and sketch. Like, I needed to do it. And the other thing was, like, is I, I only got on Instagram, uh, like, maybe two years ago or something. Yeah. And that was another thing. It was, like, I got on Instagram. I didn't really mess around with it. And then um, around that same time, I was, like, I'm going to do these render weekly things. I'm going to get yeah. involved. like yeah. And use that as a way of, like, getting, you know, scratching that creative itch. Yeah. So, uh, you know.
0: No, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I that's another thing I kind of wanted to listen to. So I'm glad you added that in, Dave. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Thank you so much again for coming on the pod. Like yeah. our first, like I mean, Dave is an active Discord user, so yeah. uh,
1: if you guys want to hear more from Dave, join yeah. the Discord. Yeah. And Dave, Dave, sorry, Dave has uh, has a couple times done some portfolio reviews oh, no. on yes. the Discord. Oh, no. you're you are just going to get do not time. advertise that, but <laughs> you're, yeah, we just advertise. No, that. I
2: want to push all of the portfolio oh, wow. reviews. No, honestly, Dave. like I am so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't speak on James's behalf. I will shut it down if it gets out of hand. But like honestly like people help me so much throughout right. my career and i'm happy to give back so until it becomes ridiculous i'll just say <laughs> yeah. hit me up let me know how i can help no it's awesome. i won't be nice i'm i'm not a very nice <laughs> portfolio reviewer you're honest that's yeah. what we need <laughs>
1: that's great no i, I yeah i really want to thank you dave for coming on and, and being such an active part of like this minor details community and yeah yeah we're we're super excited that you got on here to share yeah. your story
2: yeah thanks for having me it's been uh it's been cool to to chat and share and yeah thanks for doing minor details like yeah it's awesome that that this exists i'll just say
0: well yeah i mean i i'm glad again for the community that
1: supported us yeah for sure um youtube spotify well, and where well, where can people find you, Dave? Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: So uh, my Instagram is at Dave Joseph. Yeah. Dash ID. Okay. Yeah. Um, and or you can look up my website, which is the same thing, Dave Joseph Dash ID dot com. Cool. Okay. Um, and you then, can email me there. I guess. Yeah. There's a and contact. OV, OV. And, and dot then life. OV is OV dot life. Um, and we're fridge, at fridge smarter on Instagram.
0: And I'll link all these things in the in yeah. the description. And everything. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, but yeah, uh, shout out uh, Kiyoshi the kid intro and outro. Uh, I I've been kind of wanting to get our iTunes ranking up again. I think we've dropped down to forty on the design no! category. No, oh, that's ridiculous. We sit thirty-seven.
1: That's until we release the Dave <laughs> Joseph podcast. That's
0: uh, right. <laughs> but yeah, give 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 the yeah. uh, if you guys listen to Apple Podcasts, I'll, give that thing five stars.
2: I'll say like I, I forget who which podcaster does this, but he has this great way of saying he's like go over to he goes go over to uh youtube or not youtube go over to apple podcast and give it a five-star rating and just put those five stars out into the universe and they'll come (laughs) back to you someday yeah perfect oh so do that yeah Uh, but yeah (laughs) thanks
0: thanks for listening guys as always i'm at nick p baker i'm at i and Drawing receipts
2: and i'm at dave joseph dash id peace out later